Hey, everybody, it's Dave and Jeff. It is December 1st, 2021, down to our last month of 2021. Look at that. How about that, Dave? Uh, what do you think your memory will be of this day? Was it the day the Padres? This day or this year? That's well, funny. Say, Someone just, my mom just asked me this question right before you uh, you walked in. It's about so weird. this day, with the Padres making it official that they signed Luis Garcia. Boy, I tell you what, I just said the same exact answer to my mom. And I said, Mom, they have four fucking catchers on this team. Yeah. <laughs> Four catch the forty man roster. How dumb is Coach? And what did Coach do? So they, I'm listening to Coach today. Yeah. we're gonna see Coach on Friday. Yes, I might just hit him right in the head. <laughs> if you do, I think it's called pre premeditated. It is. Yes, it's gonna help him get out of this dumb stage that he's in. So, Braden goes. They make the deal. They get the fourth catcher, the kid from the Marlins. Yeah. And uh, so Brayton goes, hey, do you think this leads to a trade? Brayton may need one, too. Do you think they're trading Camposano? Well, I think this sets it up for Camposano to go back to the minors. And I go, well, you're going to carry three goddamn catchers? If you're going to trade anybody, you're going to trade Nola. They're going to carry three catchers on the roster. And don't tell me how anybody can play second or left. You know what? He's done it before, though. Uh, Remember when he had Christian Betancourt? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right? Hey, you're going to catch. No, you aren't. You're going to pitch. You're going to (laughs) pitch. And you're going to play left field. God. Did Scott Boris die? Is he a ghost? (laughs) He looks like the scene in Star Wars when the Obi-Wan Kenobi is the, 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 (laughs) the guy standing there next to Yoda. (laughs) It's like he's a, uh, He's like the uh, Tupac hologram right there. God damn, that looks just like Scott Boris. We're watching MLB Network to see if any deals go down tonight. I don't know if anything will happen. Okay, was this busier or not as busy as you thought it would be leading up to December 1st? Pretty good. I mean, yeah, right now, as we're doing the show, you and I are three hours away, basically, from watch three, four hours away, right? No, nine o'clock our time, right? Oh, is it nine o'clock our time? It makes sense. You're right. So we're an hour and 20 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, pretty good, Dave. I mean, Scherzer, I think in a normal year, Scherzer doesn't sign this oh, early. Yeah. That's not what Boris would do. No, no way he signed him in Seager. December 1st. Agree. Because remember Hosmer? Yeah. Drug into March. And Machado. Uh, Machado was right before, was way but, late. But he didn't have Machado. He had Harper, right? Does he have Harper? I, th- I know. No. He, he, I thought he had both. Uh, Dan Lozano. Dan Lozano has Machado? I thought, yeah. You might be right on that. I think you are right on that. That's also Piazza's agent. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going back and forth on that. I think Harper's with Boris. Okay. And they were they were trying to figure it out. As much as people hate him, by the way. I mean, it's got Boris. Yeah. Dude, if you were in that situation, that's who you're hiring to. Everybody yeah. is. I mean, he gets the most for his guy every single fucking time. Why wouldn't you use him? Yeah. It's funny. We don't really go back to radio, but like our it's it's so important when you have that, whether it's an attorney or anybody negotiating for you. And yeah, I wish we had I mean, the radio agent that we have now is great. Um but there's probably not much use at this time, right? But she's no. still a friend, and she'd be there if anything. Hundred percent. If, if, if we, we ever thought it was back. willing to go back, yeah. And, and and we're all over the place. First of all, I want to explain this. You and I have not applied for another radio job since twenty sixteen. Who is that dumb fuck today? They, with all the, it's a fucking like burner account. 
Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and it's the same guy. But he, when anytime someone puts their name and a bunch of letters and numbers yeah. behind it, it's a burner account. But this guy's been going after me for months and months and months. And so I, I was ignore it. But I was like, fuck it. I clicked on the profile pic, and he's <laughs> yeah, wearing like a, a picture. You see him? He's so wearing an dude, LA shirt. I I gotta tell you, man. Ninety five percent of the people that we deal with on social media are really really cool. Yeah. Right, even and the ones that that give me shit all the time, the privately they're DMing me private messages. They're, they're cool as could be, but there is about a five percent that are just the weirdest, yeah. strangest people. Where I I don't know what their deal is. It was funny. I never block anybody. Yeah, I don't block either. And then I saw a thing today that I had blocked somebody. And I don't know what happened. And I was like, I'm so glad this dude's blocked. He's just a, I don't know what, I've never, I don't know him. Yeah. So I, I can't sit here and go, oh, well, he's a douche. I, I don't know him. But he's so weird. Like, yeah. honestly, where you're like, I, I, I don't get it. And then there's another guy that got muted. Probably three more where I'm like, I, I just, I don't figure out, like, they're bit. Like, they're guys that try to be, there was, yesterday, I was joking around on social media with you. Yeah. And um, that girl, Erica. Yeah. It's funny. Midget, whatever yeah. she is, yeah. right? And you go, here's a 30-year-old single mom. She's always talking about fighting. She's great. Epilepsy. Yeah. Like, pretty cool story. Oh, she's great. Completely funny, right? So, and she's always shooting her mouth off that she's such a fantasy football guru. Yes. So she was behind on a few shows, right? So I just put the thing up that said, hey, I'm in first place. Erica writes, I don't tag Lisa Ann or anything. Yeah. Erica writes, hey, you're ahead of Lisa Ann. That's cool. Another guy will remain nameless writes, uh, well, would you rather be on top of Lisa Ann or Lisa See. Ann on top of See. you? And so I did the the meme of Steve Carell pushing the old guy out the door. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, <laughs> good work right there, right? Now, to this gentleman's credit, he writes back, he goes, I knew as soon as I hit send, I hated it. Oh, I good. go, okay, well, good. we do that all the time. So you go, okay, but yeah. I'm like, dude, Erica's 30. Yeah. So what, are, what are we doing here? She looks like she's 18. She looks like she's nine. I almost wrote there as a joke to you to yeah. see if you would laugh. Yeah, talk about writing things and going, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Does that come off bad? But there are things that you can say 30 years ago or 20 years ago. You can't say now, you know? Right. But I almost wrote on there, I tell you, that Erica is as cute as a button. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave can't. it as that. Just to be completely funny as fuck. Right. To, that you and I would have laughed. Right. You know, it's like calling somebody sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing today? You can't do that. No. So, and Erica would have laughed, but everyone else would have fucking killed me for that. Are yeah. you fucking insane addressing a woman like that? Well, and, and the point being, so last night, I'm going to the Matt Coyle thing, and I see this guy. I'm like, all right, you know. Same no, guy? No, 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 oh. just on my phone. I was like, fuck. No, just on okay. my phone. And when he's like, yeah, I knew as soon as, you go, okay, fine. We've yeah, all done you get a pass. Yeah, he's fine. You're all good. Uh, just goofing around, right? But there's... About four guys that are genuinely, to me, yeah. I, I, 
I don't think you're offended by anything. I'm just like not at all. <laughs> I'm like I'm not offended by anything. You're just weird. Yeah. Like I, your whatever your bit is, whatever you're trying to do, whatever connection you think you, I, I can't say this enough. Anybody who wants to listen to this show, we're thrilled to have you. Absolutely. If you have a problem with this show, go fuck yourself. Turn it I off. couldn't give turn it. I couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, Dan Williams, Brian Curry, Al Taylor, Kyle Fluger, Dave, Jeff. None of those guys moved the needle. None. Honestly, go live your life. I don't. I don't want anything negative. I could tell you go fuck yourself. All right, you're probably you're probably fine. You're just so goddamn strange, and I'm worried about you. I'm really not. Do you think it's one of these? Honestly, you and I have talked about this before. Where Jeff and I have been fortunate enough, especially in San Diego sports, where we're around the Padres for mm-hmm. a number of years, more than twenty years, Chargers forever, and we always talk about that circle. Well, you and I yeah. have been as close to the outside of that circle. We've never been inside you know what i mean like there are things we we of course we we've hung out with guys private conversations they'll deal but unless you're wearing the uniform and you're in the clubhouse and you're you're basically getting your pants dirty right you aren't inside the circle that's why when we bring brett boone in we -hmm. bring brett in for that reason we understand where we are that brett basically has been in that circle he's been in the circle since he was a little kid when he figured out mud all these guys but when people do what you're saying and it's like not appropriate and seems kind of creepy they're trying to get inside the circle as dumb as our circle might be or yeah. would circle with Ben and, and Paul and everything else. People want to be, be in. And so I understand part of that, whether it's Lisa and look, fuck poor Lisa and God damn, who's trying to do everything she can to do a 180 on her life since she's been out of the business and, and basically run a, a profitable, uh, basically life afterwards, not taking her clothes off, just being the coolest L person. Yeah. Look, you aren't going to get into a circle. There's nothing you can write to Lisa Ann that's going to say, I need you on a plane right now, and we're going to hook up for a weekend. <laughs> right. She's never going to do that to you. Right. And, like, the, the, yeah. It, it's just, it, but, but it's not even that. It's, it's just, always guys. There are never girls like it's this. Always, it's never a girl. Yeah, it's always guys, and it's always writing to Dave or to me, and and I would just say, if if Dave and I were to, I'm ninety five percent sure I know the answer to this, Dave. If I was next to you in an elevator, I wouldn't know who you are. And I'm sorry, I'm not invested in your life. I don't care what you're doing. I hope everything's fine. I couldn't give less of a shit. But they're just so weird in what they write about this or about you or about me. And I just go. So, yeah, when I saw that dude was blocked today, I'm yeah. like, that's the biggest fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I don't know him. He might be fine, but it's just the shit that I read from that guy. I go, eh, I don't need it. Fuck it. Get the fuck out of here. Because usually I just mute people. Yeah. I just, I, I mute, but today was the first guy I'd ever seen that had been blocked. And I was like, I don't block anybody. Yeah, and then I, I looked yeah, at it, I was I'm like, oh, way. yeah, go ahead. No, there's there's always that line. I mean, we we always talk about this. I think you and I, I think, um, fuck, poor Woods and poor Costa, they don't have crazy thick skin. But I think you and I, for the most part, have thick skin. There's obviously hot buttons for you and me. I mean, and when I say hot buttons, I mean, you've crossed the line. If you want to DM me, I'll give you the address to where I live, and we'll fight in the front yard. 
But dude, when you go after someone in my family that's not a public figure, they didn't ask for it. There's a reason why Jeff doesn't mention a, a lot of private stuff. I don't mention yeah. private stuff. If people that didn't ask to be on the radio or on TV or do any yeah. of this shit or do this podcast, don't bring our family into it. And that's that's where you cross the line. And guess what? You're making a huge fucking mistake if you think you're going to go that way to get our attention. Yeah, now I'm lucky that I I I I, I know what things that yeah. you're alluding to. I don't, I haven't had anything like that. Yeah. So I'm yeah. and I appreciate that, right? I really do. And like I said, Dave they could just be thinking that they're being funny or whatever, but it's like... No, not the way it's written to me. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I got it. And that's where you're just like, man. Yeah. And like I said, not a whole lot impacts you. But if we're like, dude, you're a little strange. Uh, you should probably... No, I don't care if you're concerned or not. I, fuck it. It's on you. Do whatever. I'm just telling you, I, I know a lot of weird yeah. people... And you're enough where I'm like, yeah, mute that fucker. <laughs> mute that fucking weirdo right now. So uh, uh, I know we jumped around a shitload. I want to go back to baseball real quick because yep. that's what people care most about right now. What's going on with the San Diego Padres? What's going on with uh, this lockout that's possibly going to happen? I have no idea. This lockout's going to happen. I mean, there's no way yeah. that nothing's gonna, anything's going to change as far as things are status quo in the next hour and 15 minutes. It's going to be a lockout. We don't know how long it's going to go. It sounds like it's supposed to be a bad one. We've been telling you this for a couple months. But there's been a rush to get guys signed, mm -hmm. which I, I kind of love what everyone is saying. This is the way it needs to be every year. It needs to be free agent signings are done between set the date, you know, yeah. end of Thanksgiving until the end of the year, whatever. Not this bullshit that goes into spring training. Yeah. And, and, and it's easier for GMs. It's easier for the players and families also to say, where are we going to live? What yeah. are we going to fucking do? It, it was really exciting the last three days. Um, as much as people want to say, oh, you're a Dodger fan and Seager and Scherzer. I've enjoyed the whole entertainment, yeah. the, the scroll going through. I've said on the show a bunch of times, if there's one free agent I wanted back, I wanted Scherzer back. Yeah. But I was really disappointed by Scherzer's comments today. I didn't hear. Okay, so Scherzer and, and that ghost of Boris that you saw yeah, for a second. The hologram. Basically, in, in his talking today, he blamed the Dodgers for his dead arm. He said they were too cautious with him, meaning that they would take him out in the fifth inning, preparing him for the playoffs, trying to give him innings rest so oh. he'd be at his peak. And he goes, you know, they're the ones that set me up this way. Really? And I was like, that's one you probably want to keep your mouth shut. You know what? Yeah. You, you re-signed with another team. When they needed you most with their backs against the wall, you couldn't play. Yeah, that's what I said in the air. Yeah. And so you go, okay, wait a second. So it's the Dodgers' fault that you couldn't play but was it the Nationals' fault when you couldn't play in the World Series either and your neck hurt? And yeah. You, you know, and you, yeah. you, you skipped a game when the Nationals desperately needed you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those where you go, dude, enough. And I'm all for, hey, him getting the money. I'm not saying he, whatever. That, yeah. For Steve Cohen, he had to do it to change the face of the franchise of the uh -huh. Mets. But when he goes, the reason I signed with the Mets is because the owner says he wants to win at all costs. Winning's important to him. But that's, every owner winning every is important. Owner, yeah. Just say what it is. And you said this back in 1998 when we started. When they say it's not about the money, it's yeah. always about the yeah. fucking money. Yeah. And it straight out is. You can't say that I want to be in Southern California for three months ago and then all of a sudden go to the East Coast. Well, I, I tell you what, <clears throat> I think back to the trade deadline day. I could tell you exactly where I was. Uh, my kids were playing football at Helix. Summer practice going on. They had not gone into school yet. And so we were driving them uh, over for summer practice. 
And for whatever reason, I think I was off that day. I don't know, maybe maybe it fell on a weekend or but for what some strange oh, I know what it was. It was just a couple of days before they went back to school and I had taken that last week to be with them. So we were off hanging out. And that first Ken Rosenthal, the the yeah. infamous tweet came out about Scherzer and man, my my son Jack and I are really locked in on the Padres. My other son's a little bit more casual, but Jack and I are freaking out, like a lot of you were. Freaking out about Scherzer. Yeah. And Ken Rosenthal, man, he's oh, yeah. nails. If he's writing it, it's going to happen. And then, uh, you know, a few things are going on. We're waiting for it to become official. What's the deal going to be? What are they giving up to get him? God dang, I can't believe Scherzer's here. We had tickets um, for, like, this Saturday night game. We yeah. were looking and thinking... Man, we might see him pitch the whole thing. Yeah. And then the story changed. And not only does the story change, but now he's not going to San Diego. And now he may be going to L.A. And not only is Scherzer going to L.A., but the guy that I talk about ad nauseum on this show, Trey Turner is going too. It could not have been a worse scenario for Padre fans than how it played out. And now, Dave, you look at what's happened in the last 24 hours where he gets $43 million to go. And you can look at the Dodgers farm system and go, yeah, you know, they got hit, but Turner's still there. and They could still re-sign Turner. And then you see Scherzer running his mouth like he's doing today. We already have a bit of a Napoleon complex in this town. So you can imagine if he was saying that shit about Pete Seidler or about the Padres. Yeah, you'd be pissed. And if Abrams would have been there, I don't know where it's at Camposano-wise. If Hassel had been there, if Gore had gone, boy, man, we'd be feeling pretty beat up as an organization. And the old cliche is some of the best trades are the trades that don't happen. Exactly right. And I hate it because I feel like it's, it's chicken shit. But I really genuinely think, man, this is one night tonight where you sit there and go, okay. Absolutely. Playing the long game, yeah. Preller got it right. Yeah, we were upset in the moment. We didn't. We were mad he didn't go get anybody. Um, but but that that scar will heal, and Dodgers' scar will heal from his mouth today. But they probably have Dodgers probably have more assets than we have, and uh, and yeah, would have been fun to see him here. But maybe if you play the long game, you dodged a big bullet. You know, the only thing I think that Andrew... Unless Turner was in that deal. Well, that's Sorry, what I'm Dave. saying. That the only thing that Andrew Friedman can say as far as why the deal was worth it is that they lost Seager and they have Trey Turner. And that means you have a top five yeah. shortstop that can step right in. Now, if you're the Dodgers, I'm guessing, this is where you're sitting down it's when, as soon as this thing wraps up and you go, dude, we got to figure out like a 10-year deal for Trey Turner right now. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the best shortstop on the market for us. And... When he came over, I imagine they had a conversation. Look, you're playing second. Corey's probably gone. Yeah. You're going to be moving to short next year. We would like to keep you here long term. Yeah. And he he didn't say a word about playing second base. He obviously wasn't comfortable playing second. Right. And look, let, let's be honest. Shortstop is the premier position in baseball. There's yeah. a reason why Tatis didn't want to go to the outfield. He knows what it means to be a shortstop. So you have Trey for one more year. They, they have to lock him up. But if they didn't have anything... And you traded Ruiz and Josiah Gray and uh-huh. all those guys. And right now you're sitting with your hands in your pockets and you're going, fuck me. 
Yeah. That was the big deal. Nobody saw Trey Turner getting traded. I mean, no. there was no rumors of that. Why would the Nationals possibly do that? Yeah. You, you lock up Trey Turner, you lock up Juan Soto, and you have Strasburg, and you hopefully you're making a run in a few years. But right now, it's a sad sack organization, which, by the way, do you remember when Scherzer said and that whole trade deal was going down, I don't want to compete against the Nationals. They've been too good to me. <laughs> Dude, you fucking, yeah. four months later, you're on the Mets. Yeah. Who do you think the Nationals can't Kevin fucking Brown. stand? Yeah. yeah it's Ke- like he Kevin pulled Brown. a Kevin Brown exactly right. You're 100% yeah. right on that. So anything he says, again, it goes back to what you said in 98. Yeah. It's about the fucking money. Always. It's about the money. Yeah, that's what he got. And, and not faulting him for that, but just be honest. Yeah. Say, so, dude, they, uh, they, yeah. Literally offered me a deal I couldn't refuse. I'm going to be 40, and they're going to pay me 43 and a half million dollars yeah. a year. How about that? Changes everything. <laughs> and so, but but now, Dave, you circle it back to San Diego, right? Yes. And and you go and you get another catcher, and you get a couple of relief. I, I, arms. I know nothing catcher, just a guy. He's a guy. But the weirdest thing is, and I don't know. I, I said this to you yesterday, just bullshitting. My biggest concern is that AJ has painted himself into a corner that's going to be insanely difficult to get out of because you don't have enough B and C prospects left. I feel like you got, and, and I defer to Johnny Conniff and, and Matt Fryers, but you have those guys that are at the top, and I don't know what value there is for Camposano with Gore's recent struggles, but I think as a fan base, we look right now, and it, it probably is about Hassel, and it's about it, C.J. Abrams. Yes, yeah, they're the two best. This was a bad minor league year for the Padres, especially yeah. for the pitching side. But I don't know what's out there that can be had. And so now I uh, had Steve on today, right, and had Coach on a little bit today, and I heard John say today, boy, I don't see us being a player for Castellanos. Because I think he's going to get big time, like legit crazy money. Yep. And Chris Bryant's probably going to get crazy money, right? Yep. yep. And Two guys you'd love to have. The most teams would love to have. Yeah. And so then you start looking around. You go, I, I really, as much as I said Preller screwed this thing up, I can't believe Preller is going to accept putting Profar into left. I okay. just can't. Well, let me throw a couple options at you. Okay. Austin Nola's catching days are over. Yeah, I would think. Is he now a platoon guy at first base with Hosmer? Which is crazy. Or is he your left fielder? Boy, he just, to me, to me, he's not what you want, right? When you think about the guys you just mentioned, you're thinking Chris Bryant, you're thinking. It's got to be 25 bombs out there. Right? It has to be. That's where you're getting killed with Hosmer this 12 home runs. Yeah. It has to be, because as you go around, right, Machado's going to give you 30, and Tatis is going to give you 30 consistently. Yes. Cronenworth is probably a consistent 22. Yep. Right? Yeah, I'm guessing. Remember last year when our predictions, I said, you said I think Tatis would hit 40, and I said he'd hit 50. Yeah. He hit 42. Right. I mean, so yeah, so when you say 30, Tatis should be at least a 40 home run guy. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, throwing numbers out that you know, you go, okay, solid, Right? Yeah. Manny, 30. Tatis, 30. Cronenworth, 22. Right? But that's really where it stops. Yeah. Hosmer's 11. Hopefully. Caratini's 8. Right? Grisham's 9. 
Myers is 17. I don't think that's crazy. It's not. Myers could be anywhere from 17 to 22. Yeah. That's um, not even a homer in a week. All your at-bats, it's not even a homer in a week. Right. So that's why when you start looking at these throwaway options in left field, whether it's Profar or Nola, or if you're going to tell me that you're going to put Cronenworth out there and then you move Kim in, Kim's going to hit three. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What's he going to hit? Six? <laughs> Yeah. You can't rely on a guy that has trouble catching up to the ball. Yeah. You, to me, and I get it, a lot of teams think this way, but that's where, whether it's Kyle Schwarber or somebody out there that you have to go get that's a legit 25 home run guy, if not more, that eases a lot of the pressure off of Bob Melvin. It eases the pressure off of, Darvish and Snell and Clevenger, and it eases the pressure off, you know, the other slappies in that lineup. Okay, so here's a guy you're familiar with that, for some reason, and I laugh, I love miserable Padre fan. Jeff loves him. Yeah. He is so hyped up that it will make the winner if they get Nelson Cruz. That, to me, Nelson Cruz should be... Was he 42? Yeah. (laughs) That's your big signing to make up for 28 games? it's what I said yesterday, and everybody got, you know, their feelings hurt. Everybody's mocking the Dodgers for losing Seager and and losing Scherzer without seeing what they may do, including making a move for Freddie Freeman. Yet we're the same guys, everybody laughing, are the same guys celebrating the fact we hired a catching coach. Yeah. What? And Woods tells me, well, I love it. And I go, is he going to play first? Is he going to play left? No, I just like it. I, and I said to Steve, are you going to tell me that he's got the attitude? Because that's what I heard about Bobby Dickinson and how that worked out. It blew up. Dickerson, yeah. Or, yeah, Bobby Dickerson. Sorry. They're, it's the same shit. Yes. It does nothing. Catch a coordinator doesn't do shit. Yeah. Rod Barajas was such a huge part of any success his team had in 2020. Talk to anybody there and you go, what happened? How did you finally get back to the... How the hell did you get by the Cardinals? Did you not watch? Did you not see what Rod Bar... You know what? Yep. I got it. I just needed to hear it. I love it. Signed Steve Woods. I'm like... What? Outstanding. Oh, my God. No, you, you, I'll tell you how unimportant that job is, okay? Is when Bochy was hired in San Francisco, he said to me, he goes, I don't even have a staff. He goes, you want to be the bullpen catcher? Yeah. Like, he, I'm a radio guy with Jeff. Yeah. You want to go to San Francisco and catch the bullpen? Yeah. Can you imagine me trying to catch Rob Nin? Under one just bounce off my face. <laughs> Laid out concussion. <laughs> it's... It's the ridiculous. Job, the job doesn't mean shit. It's not going to be a difference in any it fucking wins. It doesn't move the needle. What, what are you going to do here? Now, if you want to talk about the pitching coach, that's fine. If you want to talk about Erica's younger brother who just got hired as the batting coach, that's fine. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Right? Batting coach is 27. Yes, 27. Okay. I got it. If you want to tell me this kid's going to be the guru and get everybody fired up, cool. Go for it. Bob Melvin signs off on it. Good for me. All right. Good enough for me. But my God, Dave, we got ourselves Francisco Cervelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Francisco Cervelli. Oh, my God. 
Christmas came Wait early. Wait till Canapa said, writes this thing. This guy's perfect for a little Italy. Wait till I show him the tuna boats. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's Gene Tennis. Gene Tennis sat back there. Dave, I watched cut. Both games of a doubleheader. Had an ice-cold piece of lettuce under his helmet. <laughs> Who's that other? Who's the other asshole that was like the first guy they drafted? They had about 50 catchers. Who was Randy's catcher? Wasn't Gene Tennis? We've met him a bunch of oh, times. Oh, yeah. What's his fucking name? Um, starts with a C. Oh, fuck. Chris Canizales. Yeah, Canizaro. Canizaro. Hey, you guys joke about Chris Canizaro. He's he might have hit two eighteen, but he was a whisper away from hitting two eighty one. Really? That right? Hey, different league back then. Yeah, this team gave up on Mike Ivy. We could use Mike Ivy right now. Nineteen teams in the league at that point. <laughs> I talked to Whitey Whittleman. He told me Chris Canizero played with a fractured ring finger on his left hand. Sat back there, caught. I bet if you look it up, I bet he caught 300 innings that year. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Listen, man, I'm just trying to help drag us out of the hole of being Mayberry by the goddamn beach. We like it. We do like it. Yeah, that's what we're, that's what we do. I had a good friend drive by, uh, tell me, call me yesterday, so angry. I just was on the 805, and I just saw that goddamn San Diego State Stadium. It made me sad. I said, it, it's not big enough to host the Holiday Bowl, okay? We're not hosting the national championship, but maybe if you'd built it right, you could have. They would have come here if you would have done anything right. It's crazy. It is the craziest thing to drive by. It's, it's not big enough to host the Holiday Bowl. It's not much bigger than the re- initial rendering. Well. <laughs> it's crazy how small it is. I, and I had somebody say to me, and I yelled at him the other day, you know it can be expanded out to 65,000 seats. I said, the fuck it can. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. How are you going to do that? But I know how you do it. You know how you expand it out to 65,000, Dave? This is really exciting. I don't think anybody else has talked about this. I've yet to hear Scott Lewis mention it, but you can. And the way we're going to expand it out to 65000 is simple. We're going to tear this fucking one down and rebuild it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, what are you going to do? You can bring in 40,000 folding chairs, you fuckheads. You assholes buy into anything you fucking hear. Bye. How the fuck are you going to? I think that doesn't look like it's going to sit 21000 but goddamn J.D. Wicker told you, hey, we're going to drop 40 times. Okay. Thumbs up. Stupid asses. Stupid asses. Costa. That, that guy, exactly. 5,000 a seat. I got four seats. Why? It's be Mike, Meg, and the show grandmas. <laughs> I love those two ladies. <laughs> those two ladies are great. But they're not. And you, everybody let it happen. Now, look, the only option was Soccer City with those dorks. Thank God we told them kick rocks. 
But I, I don't think any of us knew that state was going to build a stadium that's thirty. It's not even thirty thousand. It's crazy looking. It's just it is. It's so nuts when you look at even these Texas high school stadiums. A friend of mine's in Dallas right yeah. now. Said I'm driving by Texas high school football stadiums that would eat that yes, little Aztec stadium for breakfast. Yeah, man, it is something else. I don't know. Look, I understand. Look, they got problems. If you're going next year just to say, hey, guess what? I went to the very first game or I went to the yeah. very first season it was open. Some people like that part. What's going to happen in year two and three? You got to change the schedule. It's the only thing you can do. You got to change yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, I do think Wicker is a smart guy. And maybe we talked about playing the long game, yeah. Dave. And I think he's saying that's maybe, I would assume why JD didn't jump into the ACC. When he said, let us get a chance to get moved in here, hopefully get a couple of ESPN games, right? The team's playing well, and and maybe we can get an opportunity to join. I mean, I think the Pac-12 would be the dream, but... Well, the Pac-12 won't take them. It's going to have to be the Big 12. That'd be the one. All right. I well, mean, right? Yeah. I mean, they've wanted to add two teams forever. Now you have Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Yeah, Okay. I mean, that's your best bet. Jump in with TCU, with yeah. Baylor, with Kansas, and basketball. Right. Love it. Yes. Now Love you're it. seeing real games against strong teams. Yes. And, and I think, okay, I like that. Now, this is another question for you. Aztecs win again. Yeah. We talked about it on Sunday. They've won again. Brady Hoke wins again. Yeah. Anybody, I think, as a fan, you don't have to know him to like him. But I think Dave and I would confirm what everybody else says here. Man, he's as likable as anybody that's sure ever is. come through this town. And really, the guy you have to give credit for turning the program around. He turned it around. Brady, hand, yeah. Yeah, Brady turned. Brady was the one that turned yes. it around. Rocky took yes. it yes. And then, further. Exactly. And then Brady's now taking it further than Rocky. Yeah. And those two guys, big friends. Yep. Run the same thing. But this is something I was thinking about driving down, Dave, because I don't know who it was. You and I joked about it yesterday that somebody locally had wondered if Brady could see his name mentioned for Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, I don't see Brady mentioned for Oklahoma. No. But there are other jobs that opened that probably pay more than the Mountain West. Now, if you look at what happened when Brady first went to Michigan, playing with, was it Rich Rodriguez's guys? Yes. Played pretty well. But then didn't beat Ohio State. Yeah, turned his shit really fast. Yeah. yeah, and Brady was out. Yeah. And then if you look at what happened. They make him an assistant coach a bunch of places. Bunch of places, right? defensive line coach, I think, at Tennessee, bombed there. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Carolina, right? NFL bounced around. To the point that he came back here as defensive line coach a couple years back. And then Rock moved on and Brady got the job. Dave, I, I look at it and I go, team's done really well. They've won, right? May not be the most electrifying offense, no. but, they're, but they're winning games. Uh, I would think Brady goes into an interview and wins people over, Right. But if somebody comes to offer him a job after what he experienced at Michigan and then the long road back to San Diego, you think Brady would, would listen? 
Or do you think you look at him and go, dude, we're moving into a new stadium. Things are growing. How do, you, how do you not listen? He's not as old as he plays off to be. No. Like six years old or something. He's not even that old of a guy. Look, is he even that old? Yeah, nobody wants to compete. Honestly, I think he's 60. And nobody, everybody wants to compete, one. Two, is Michigan, yeah. in his mind, is, is a tremendous failure, which it was for, for him and for Michigan. Yeah. Maybe for other schools, no, but for him it was. But when you look at what, where he is and, and the, the age he is and what his ability, that what he believes, because every coach believes you're the best coach, he, how can you turn down anything? San Diego well, State does not pay that well. Let's let's be honest. In any sport, they don't pay they don't pay Brady a ton of money. He's probably overdue for a raise. Yeah, I'm guessing Brady makes honestly six hundred to seven hundred thousand a year. Damn, which it sounds like decent money. But guess what? It's no. not when you're seeing Brian Kelly Brian make Kelly, fifteen yeah. million. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, again, we've talked. Would about Lincoln this. Riley get a hundred? Like $110 million plus a private jet, $6 million home in Malibu. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's in his 30s. Yeah. I don't know if Brady leaves. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he, if he goes or You're doesn't. moving go. into a new stadium. Yep. The potential to move into a bigger conference. Bigger conference means bigger TV money, which means bigger coach contract. Brady right? just turned 63 um, November 3rd. No kidding. Yep. Dude, good for him. I don't think he goes anywhere, Dave. If Brady released a Christmas album, would you buy it? I would. I listened to Steve try to do an impression today. It sounded like Matt Foley. <laughs> Speaking of broadcasters, which I found is, is fascinating, which I didn't even think about it, and I'm sure everyone else is going, yeah, of course, dummy. I didn't realize if you work for a major league team, I know the reporters you can't talk. I heard that too. That Tony Quinn Jr. Ha- can't talk baseball until this is settled. Um, it was funny. Because I was going to mock that. And then I heard how pissed Junior is. And he's not happy about that at all. Yeah. And play with the Rubik's Cube while Chris is talking? Yeah. And Scraby. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but when he heard Junior, Junior was like really pissed. I would be too. Because he's like, what, what impact am I having on yeah, anything? I- yeah. I can't talk about it? What if there's a lockout that goes all the way to next year? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the end of the season. What the fuck happens to your show that your name is on? Yeah. Well, you talk anything, but I mean, I guess that's why they're happy Matt's there because you can at least have two guys bouncing yeah. it back and forth. But I mean, even like Mud Grant can't come on any show. No, none of those here. guys. Yeah. None of them can. Nobody can. No, Scan, any of those guys. So, um, yeah, no, it was funny because I did. You have that on in the afternoon. I did. When I, Junior, heard it, I heard it today. Okay, so Junior, yeah, I heard him say it yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, come on, what?" And then it's the owners. It's not a bad idea by the owners, by the way. My feeling because the owners said we don't want to put you in a position where yeah. you're either going to piss off the players you're going to see in a few months, or you're going to piss off us who actually pays your check. Right. We're just going to take you out of it so you don't fucking take, have to take a side. Which is really weird, but then you let broadcasters host post-game talk shows where you put them in the same exact situation during the year, right? When anytime the play-by-play guys has to host Oriole talk, and it's like, hey, uh, Fred Manfred, what do you think of Chris Davis? He can't hit anything. Anything they throw at him. Hard, fastball. Breaking ball, knuckleball, 
Doesn't matter. He looks at three of them, shakes his head, walks back to the bench. We'll take a quick break. (laughs) We'll come back on WBAL. And then tomorrow, Fred shuffles over. Hey, Chris, you got time to be on the pregame show? Hey, Fred, you got time to fuck off? (laughs) I mean, Terry Smith of the Angels has to do postgame angel talk all the time. He does. Hey, Terry, when are they going to determine what to do with C.J. Wilson? No matter what he says, he's fucked. Yes. Hey, what the hell are you going to do with C.J. Wilson? Right? Oh, look at him, you kiss-ass Terry. Mouth breather. And then, <laughs> and then he says, CJ sucks. Good luck having anybody. Terry, why don't you take the bus to Philadelphia, you fucking prick? Turn your back on CJ. You know he's got sciatica. Well, I didn't know that. What do you do now? <laughs> Punk. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I don't know. I So, yeah. They'll let Junior do all that. Yeah. I mean, they'll let him talk about the team all year long, but you won't let him talk now? Nothing. So it, weird. It is, it is really weird, especially in a town where really all you have is baseball. You know? Yeah. I mean, what, are you going to focus on the upcoming draft over and over again? You got nothing. nothing. You don't have a team. You talk nothing. a bunch of NBA? People don't want to hear you talk about the NBA. Nope. Yeah, that's that puts those guys in a really, really crazy situation. Yeah. But it's like, as Jeff just said, it's like that across the country. It's not a San Diego thing. It's How everybody long do you think it lasts? Baseball. Dude, I'll be honest with you. I think it goes into March. I do too. Yeah. I think it's a long one. I think they're going to be there. Because and I hope that- March is it. I mean, if it goes into April, we'd all start sweating as fans because you're going, fuck. I don't care how good you think you're, even if you're the a fan of the Pirates. Mm-hmm. If you love the Pirates the way Jeff loves the Padres, you're fucking miserable knowing yeah. there's no baseball. And you're looking at that calendar and you're looking at what kind of season are we going to have? Yeah. I'm going, God damn. But we were, we were told it was going to be really bad, and it looks like it's going to be really bad. Seven-minute meeting today. Seven minutes. Dude, I'd be like, it took me three minutes to tie my tie. Yeah. And I'm fucking walking in here in seven minutes. We're gone. So how long did they shut it? I got everything? a BLT on the way. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Well, Limo and- driver's not even done smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I, Dave, I, I don't trust Tony Clark, and I don't trust Rob Manfred. I don't look at either one yeah. of those guys and go, oh, well, this will get done, right? When Don Fear was Dude, there. And if you're Tony Clark, even if you aren't Don Fear, you know what Don Fear was. And still is for the yeah. NHL. Yeah. And now you got to sit there and go, I can't be taken advantage at all. We never yeah. are. This is the strongest union in the world. We're going to yeah. get everything we want. So you get a billion dollars worth of deals done over the last, whatever, four days, probably closer to 1.5. And you can't get it figured out yeah. money-wise. It uh, is something else. I think you're actually we're closer to 1.8 right now. Is that right? Yeah. 1.8 billion. And you're already struggling. I mean, the you you can't get any of your regional sports networks because Bally Sports is broke. Yeah. Bally Sports that owns the rights to the Padres is broke. And people like YouTube TV, Hulu... And the other streaming services know it. So Bally's is coming and saying, you know what, guys? We need $100 a subscriber. YouTube TV is like, we'll give you three. They're like, well, then we're not going on. And they're like, well, there's the door, shithead. (laughs) 
And so everybody's, and the problem is too, that the places where they are, like Cox Cable and Spectrum and DirecTV, yeah. they're all dying because they can't adjust with the times. But if you're a parent, like I am, and you have YouTube TV, your kids can't watch Padre games. But guess what your kids do? They don't sit around and go ask for grandma's old transistor radio to tune into 97.3. They go on their phone or their tablet and they play Retro Bowl. Or they play any other game. Or they go to the PS4. Or they go out and shoot hoops. And every day that they're not watching the Padres should be a huge concern for Pete Seidler, Ron Fowler, or any other owner. Couldn't agree more. But they're so arrogant and so stupid that they don't come in and step in and say, you got to find a way to get this down. We should be in every house. And these blackout rules... So if you're a parent, you go, well, let me buy the MLB package. And you buy it. Well, how great. I can watch every boring Pittsburgh Pirate game. But when I just paid $300 for this thing, I can't see a Padre game. Or I can't see an Angel game. Or I can't see a Dodger game. Because of blackout rules. It's Major League Baseball is so fucked up and so stupid and so arrogant, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, there are people in Los Angeles who haven't seen a Dodger game in more than 10 years. And like, yeah. it was a national game. Yeah, but and, and it works the same thing for the NHL. If I buy the hockey package, I can't see the Ducks or Kings down here for my kids. So my kids are like, all right, well, we'll watch the games that we go to. And they move on. Yeah. But who gets it right every time? The NFL. Of course. There they are do. no blackout rules. No. Remember we used to have blackout oh, yeah. rules here? dumb as hell. And the NFL was like, what are we doing? Exactly right. The NFL has figured this thing out to a T. I mean, yeah. we, it's so clear that the game is so much better on TV than watching it inside of a stadium. Right. And Be- they understood, hey, inside of a stadium, it's only, at best, we're looking at 75,000 fans. But we go, we watch on TV, and all of a sudden, as a parent, your kids start watching and paying attention to Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Or uh, anybody. Pick anybody you want, right? Dak Prescott. Uh, whoever the case may be. And now, all of a sudden, that particular player may be coming to Los Angeles to play the Chargers or play the Rams. And kids down here, kids up there go, Mom, Dad, Pat Mahomes is coming to town. We want to go watch him play. We want to go see these guys because we've watched them every week on yeah. TV through Red Zone which is brilliant, or anything else. And all of a sudden, you're getting people through the door to come see him. Chargers are probably drawing people in. I don't know how many people are going to watch Joey Bosa, but there could be a lot of people going to watch Pat Mahomes, and they're spending money for parking yes, and Cokes and shitty food and whatever else, and the NFL gets richer and the other leagues can't quite figure it out. You know what's amazing about the NFL also is that that's a sport where you're wearing a helmet. Not only are you wearing yeah. a helmet, you get fined if you take your helmet off while yeah. you're on the field. The owners have been trying to make it more about the franchise than about the individual player. But as you just said, people are people know Pat Mahomes. They know Tom Brady. They know yeah. Dak Prescott. They know these guys, Aaron Rodgers, who are selling jerseys yep. like crazy, and the kids identify with them. Yet the NFL did everything they could not to identify the player over the franchise, and yeah. yet th- that's just the way it is. It's huge. It's Games enormous. are in 4K. It's one of those things as a kid that um, I always wonder what took so long when we talk about jerseys. 
Yeah. That when you, you and I were kids, you couldn't go buy an authentic jersey. No. You couldn't buy a Fran Tarkenton authentic jersey as a kid. Yeah. You, only time you get a jersey with a number on it from the, like the Sears catalog. Yeah. And it said Vikings. Yeah, vile. Yeah, it looked awful. You had to wear an undershirt because you just like a motherfucker. Yeah, it looked like they made it Point Loma High School graphics. <laughs> so when they started going where you can wear what the pros wear, uh-huh. holy shit, look how much money the NFL has made. The NFL shop is insane. But, but again, and the other thing where the NFL benefits... Everybody, I mean, we're sitting out in your goddamn garage. You got a 50-inch TV out here that's 4K. Yeah. So what does everybody have in their living room? It's 4K. Yeah, 85-inch TV. Someone just told me the other day, I just bought an 85-inch TV just to watch the games. And pylon cams and everything else. But every angle, every game, when they have 25 cameras out there, you're right in. You feel like you're on the sideline looking in the eyes of Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes or... Anybody else that we're talking about. So you do recognize them because the the networks bring you so close to they the do. game. You're on the field. They, and, they absolutely and, do. But it's, it's funny. That's another thing I always think baseball drops the ball on. They give you the same camera angles that you had yeah. 70 years ago. Yet everybody loves to manage along with the manager. Look, if you just turn the game on, you don't even know who the fuck's on deck. You can't yeah. manage along. No. You don't know. Do I pitch around this guy and face the next guy? And also... The shift is so big, they never pull the camera back to show you what's the defense yeah. like on the guy that's batting. Well, a lot of the credit for football, actually, of all people, the credit goes to Vince McMahon. And you go, that's stupid. But if you look back, when they brought in the XFL the first time, McMahon, because of what he had done with the WWE, and just because he's a non-traditionalist, said, we're going to change this. And they started putting cameras on the field. Yep. Vince McMahon's the guy who put that camera on the wire yep. for the XFL, and he changed it. And then the NFL had guys that that looked at it and said, okay, well, let's take what Vince did and enhance it even more, whether it's the pylon cam or... I mean, damn, remember when the yellow line came in? It's the best thing to ever happen to football. The guy we've said for years, the guy who designed the yellow line for football should be in the Hall of Fame. 100% with you because anyone that walks Change in the, the room that doesn't know football doesn't understand what the, where they're trying to get to. All they're trying to do is get it there. Yeah. And now they've enhanced that by where the target is for the field goal. Yep. Which as you're getting to the end of the half or towards the end of the game and you see that big red line, all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm even more invested. And it could be Buffalo and Carolina, yep. two teams you don't really have any cheering interest for. But they're telling you, Carolina has to get to that red line right there to win it. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I want to watch that. How are they going to do it? But you can see every game. You can watch it on your phone, on your tablet, the whole thing. If you had YouTube TV and pay the extra 10 bucks a month for Red Zone, I can be anywhere and watch Red Zone on my phone, but I can't watch MLB Network in my house on YouTube TV because they don't have a deal with Bally's. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Fucking nuts. All right. Hey, I want to mention a couple things, but I'm going to ask you to stay around a little bit because I have a holiday question and my random questions to Jeff. I'm not going anywhere. That I think a bunch of people, honestly, are either have asked this question already or haven't approached yet, and it's really uncomfortable. So it's worth oh, you staying like around. And, the, the, and, and I'm dying to ask you, but I'm curious to know what other people are going to do as far as uh, moving forward. So hang around for that. But, hey, I want to mention the guys that helped this show out. We'll start off with Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Look at the weather we're having on oh. December 1st. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but it's one of those shorts days and sandals days, right? Yep. Your feet are out, and you, your legs are out, and you're going, man, this is great kind of weather. First of all, this is my favorite weather. Yeah. Warm in the day, cool at night, cool in the morning. Uh. Can't ask for better sunrises, but at the same time, you can jump in that pool every single day. I mean, we're in December. Look, we talk about it all the time. Take advantage of Christmas and the Christmas specials, everything that's happening. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Don't forget, Alan Taylor's your guy. You ask him about available financing as well. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. They mentioned it. If you came out, I came out this afternoon from the office. It's probably 2 o'clock. And it was absolutely perfect. And you start thinking about people around San Diego, Maybe they're on the golf course, maybe they're on the beach, or maybe in their backyard enjoying their tailor-made pool. Man, what are you waiting on? Because Dave said it, we're in the final month of 2021. That means we are closing in on not only the new year, but then it'll be spring and summer will be back. And what better way to celebrate than having that tailor-made pool? And travel restrictions will change a little bit. That means kids going away can come home, hang out, and have everybody back out at the pool. But it starts with that call to Alan and his team. Call him, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Look, Dan Williams is the person to help you out with your finances right now. As we said a couple days ago, if you have your pr- trouble with your finances right now, it's only going to get worse around Christmas time as you try and take care of your family and friends. Look, you got to call Dan Williams. He's the best in the business. So many people stop me all the time or will message me directly to ask me more and more about Dan. Don't be embarrassed. Don't find yourself in that situation where you're stressing out every single month. It's time for your life to change. Dan Williams is the guy to help you get out of debt, even most importantly, even better. What if you can buy that first property? 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So many people have benefited from the Borrow Smart, Repay Smart program. I'm one of them. So nice to be able to have a credit score that you're proud of, to have money in the bank, be able to pay your bills on time and then be able to do the little things that you want to do. And when is that more important than this month? Happy Hanukkah to all our friends out there celebrating Hanukkah this week. Then we close in on Christmas at the end of the month. And man, you have family members, not just your kids, could be your spouse, could be anybody else that you want to buy those gifts for. But man, if the wallet is tight and you can't do it, it brings you down. You feel kind of sheepish when you go to that party Hey, hey, I'll get you something next year. Sure you will, asshole. Get up, get me. <laughs> you know what you can get? You can get the hell out of here with your little T-Rex arms. I couldn't afford it. Beat it. You don't want to be yelled at in front of the whole party like you're Kendall in succession. You want to be Logan. Fuck off. Did I love it? I gotta ask you. I know you're watching the show. 858-688-6813. I, I finished show. season one last night. Dude, it was good. So huh? great. It was good. So great. Dude, they I love when they go in that show for anyone who watches and if you don't watch, they say fuck off so much. Yes. But even if like if I asked Jeff a question and he didn't hear me correctly and you, you'd go, What? They yeah. don't say what? They go, fuck off? Like yeah. they, they fuck off into everything. Shiv, okay. I didn't realize Shiv's Australian. Yeah. Tom's British. Yeah. Like there's uh, uh Logan Roy's British. Yeah. All these guys. And Kendall went to like Yale, like he's really smart in real life, dude. The the and the, the Alan dude, Ruck was on uh, Kimmel the other night, and he goes, "This is the role I've been waiting thirty years for." Okay, I I tell you every night, you're Tom. I hate that shit. Tom was so great in the final episode of season one. And if you're like, if you don't remember, that's the wedding. Yes, he was great in yes. that episode. Yes, 
I I think you. No, I want you to Tom's embrace that. No, I'm not embracing Tom. It's your guy. Not a- <laughs> Did the guy who plays him outstanding? Right. He is great actor. Yeah. The, 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 to me, they're all good. I don't know. I, I, I like the show a lot. All right. So season one, I finished last night. Yeah. Should I give it a couple of days or should I just fire into season Fucking two fire tonight? Fucking fire right into it. Aren't you curious to know what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty no, wild. Yeah. No, season one ended, ended fantastic. It was really good. Anyway, I'm glad you're watching the show. I figured out who Woods is on that show. Go ahead. Who, who is he? Who do you think Woods is? I'll tell you. I, I think I got him pegged. I thought he was Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think about that. I thought, that's who I had him at. Who do you have him as? I got him as the guy with the mustache and beard, Kendall's buddy. Oh, that's funny. That, that's funny as fuck. By the way, they uh, they were saying Rupert Murdoch's family yeah. watches this shit like crazy because they think it's oh, about yeah. them, which I, I believe that's who it's about. Yeah. And then uh, they said the Trump family watches it because they think it's about them. No, I like the Murdoch call. Yeah, well, and that's, according to looking at Alan Ruck, who plays the oldest sibling on the show, he made it sound like, yeah, of course it's fucking the Murdoch family. Yeah. You know, but then uh, Trump's fuck. That's our family. What TV station is it? You know? <laughs> right. I mean, it's Fox News. Dude, yes. That show is. It is. It's hundred percent Fox. Right. And you have Shiv. That yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah. I mean, Don Jr. is probably Kendall. Right. He is good. And then uh, Eric's probably. Well, they don't. I mean, no, they don't do it that way. But you know, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was interesting great. that they get notes all the time. Hey, did you know uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell have had a huge falling out? No way. Really? They're not even friends anymore. Oh, they did everything great together. Uh, because they Adam, did stepbrothers. Yeah, Adam McKay talked about it the other day. said that Will Ferrell, um, that they were talking about doing different things, and he got very upset and has not talked to Adam McKay, who's doing a... Uh, Docu- not a documentary, but doing like a similar show about the Lakers. And he cast uh, John C. Riley to be Jerry Buss. Oh, wow. And Will Ferrell thought he could get it. But what, because he's a diehard Lakers fan. Yeah. But what Adam McKay said was that he goes, well, I kind of in the family were like, hey, man, we love Will, but he, he's not Jerry. Yeah. Like you can't, they'll be waiting for the one liner. Like we're going streaking. Exactly. John C. Riley's a great actor. Yeah, I don't know that I see him yeah. as Jerry Buss as somebody who saw Jerry and talked to him a lot. Like, like I that like some of the casting for that's really weird. I wonder what the hell happens. That's disappointing, man. I, the thing is, I, if Adam McKay walked in this house right now, I couldn't tell you what Adam McKay looked like. Yeah, but his name is everywhere. Everything you've watched that's made you laugh in the last twenty years, Adam McKay has been a part of. He's uh, he's okay in Step Brother. No, in the other guys. Yeah. In the other guys, he's the guy that's uh, the bum who's always jerking off. Oh, yeah. Mike and the boys? Yeah. Yeah. Dirty Mike? He's Dirty Mike. (laughs) But then he's... so fucking funny. But he's in the Pearl video for Funny or Die. He's the guy sitting on the couch when Pearl shows up to collect the rent. And that's his daughter. Pearl was his daughter. Yeah, dude. You want to hear a funny ass story now that you just said that? A buddy yeah. of mine told me the other day he was in a, in an Uber. Okay. And the guy's giving him a ride, and he's in the Uber in the back seat, and the girl next to him just starts fucking giving him a hand job. Oh. Fucking shitty rating, of course. The guy's like, "I'm taking it to your place, and fucking, you're gonna jerk off in my fucking yeah. Prius." Your Prius. 
<laughs> completely, completely killed his Uber rating. <laughs> and the guy's like, you can hear this shit going back and forth. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, there you go. What are you going to do? Uh, well, I know what you're going to do. <laughs> I know where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Curry's your guy to find. Sorry, Brian. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Brian will laugh. I apologize. <laughs> or, worst segue ever. <laughs> Brian's got to help you find the perfect home. He's the best real estate agent going out there right now. As you know, the real estate market's insane. Take advantage of what's going out there. One of our good friends found their dream house just the other day. Brian Curry can do the same thing for you. Brian's your guy. Make sure you call Brian Curry and ask him about the San Diego market, what's happening with the home you're trying to sell. He'll get you the most for it. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So many different people are looking to find that perfect house. Could be the perfect neighborhood. But man, there can be so many questions that you get so focused on saying, hey, I want to be on this street in this town that you may forget about the little things that could really impact the decision and change what could be your dream house into the money pit. That's why you need somebody on your side that has been there, has done that, and has seen everything. And nobody's better at at that than Brian Curry. Yeah, whether you're going to small house, could be a, a little... Dang, my my first, our condo, two-bedroom, 1,200 square feet, but it's got a garage, an additional parking spot, a tennis court, and a pool, and you love it. Or it could be uh, the the five-bedroom house because you go, yeah, the family's grown, and we, we have some equity, and we can turn it over. Uh, no matter what the property is, no matter what the neighborhood is, Brian Curry is going to be there to help. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger, call him. He's in a great mood tonight because he's a big Marcus Stroman fan. Yeah, I like that. Call Kyle. Clubs. He'll help you out with the website. Again, by him, as the sign Stroman goes to the Cubs, it means maybe they're trying to make a run, which means Kyle's in a good mood. Takes that big W flag out of the closet. <laughs> Again, websites are the key right now, and everybody knows it's been this way for the last 25 years, and it gets more and more complicated to draw business to your website. Make sure you have the best in the business when you need help. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. It's so important, Dave, because while we want to believe that things are going to start getting back to normal in 2022, I feel like that's exactly what we were saying a year ago about things getting back to normal in 2021. Now, we do have a lot more liberties today than we had a year ago, and we're all thankful for that. But I think as we get closer to the holidays People are still going to do a whole lot of online shopping, whether it was Cyber Monday, but it feels like every day is Cyber Monday. Yeah. People do not want to go out and deal with the crowds. They either A, don't want to put their mask on, or B, they don't want to be around people that don't want to put a mask on. And so it's easier to stay home. But it may not just be your website could be different. It may not just be e-commerce. It could be something else. No matter what it is, if it's not at the level you want it to be, then make sure Kyle Fluger can come in and help you out. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going December 1st. Only three of them. We're going to start first off with someone who's passed away. You and I are both big fans. I don't know if you are, but I imagine you're going to say yes. Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When I, I'm trying to think. La Paloma Theater in Encinitas. I was probably 14, and we saw Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. Wow. But we always had kids, I'm sure all of you, no matter where you are, if you're a certain age, like you and I are, there was always that kid, maybe four or five years older than us, 
that had the Richard Pryor albums. Yes. Had Pryor, yes. George Carlin. Yeah. And uh, and if you were like not a dipshit and could shut your mouth and not giggle every time you heard the word fuck, I could. They'd always be like in the garage playing Richard Pryor. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, the man. God dang, I had to think about this. I'm going to say Richard Pryor would have been 82. Hey, you know what? Not a bad guess. 81. So, Eight. Yeah, 81 years old. How about Hunter Renfro now with four teams in four years? Where did he go now? He went to the Brewers. For Jackie Bradley Jr.? Back to the Red Sox. Wow. So you have Hunter Renfro, Padres one year, Rays yeah. next year, Red Sox the next year, and now the Brewers. Would you have made a move for him? Bring him back here? I liked him. Everyone here, because this is what we do. The second you stop wearing a Padre uniform, we rat fuck the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Including poor Lamar Hoyt. Absolutely. You guys fucking <laughs> rip everybody. Lamar Hoyt. You assholes. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Uh, Richard Pryor would have been $40 million. Exactly right. Hey! Look at that. You missed his birthday by one year, and he's $40 million. Love him, man. Sarah Silverman. Love her, too. I do, too. Love her. I'm going to say uh, 52. 51. Again, he missed by one. 30 million. $14 million. God damn. 14. Yeah. 14 million. I have no doubt, Dave, you could drive anywhere. See, we always talk about. Yeah, people you could drive with them and. Yeah, be a Amy blast. Schumer, Kathy Griffin are nose and nose. Dude, Silverman, I swear to God, you could drive everywhere. I think she, yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, she is so goddamn funny. Did you hear that lady on Stern yesterday, 67 years old, who wanted uh, him to get her on America's Got Talent? No. Said she's a comedian. And he goes, lady, if you haven't done it by 67, it's not going to be good. And but he, he goes, you make me laugh twice. I'll make a call for you. I'll get you on. Oh, nice. So the, the two jokes she told, and he laughed, okay? Okay. Got a chuckle on the first one. The two jokes were, you kids nowadays with your menage a trois and two guys and one girl, why do I need two guys in the sack that don't know what they're doing? Was one joke. He left. Uh, okay. It was there. Chuckle. He gave her the chuckle. Uh, yeah. Then right. he said, she said, my mom always said, it's better to go to bed with a good book than a bad man. She goes, that's great, mom. But you ever try and shove a Kindle up your vagina? And he died laughing. He goes, get her, Jesus. Get her on, Gary. Get her on. <laughs> that was it. He, he hooked her up. 67 years old. Jesus. 67. How can you tell that joke on NBC? You can't. You can't. <laughs> All right. Last one. How old are they? Okay. Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Which I found out the other day my brother-in-law used to sleep with. And what no did you say? I bet that's an A-plus effort. And so. <laughs> she's an alley cat. How about that? I think she. Before he married my sister-in-law, he was with Bette Midler in Hawaii. Oh, I wouldn't ask too many questions. Uh. I'm going to say Bette Midler is... She was 18, he was 21, he told me. Boy, he was talking a lot. Oh, yeah. You know know else he told me he banked? Who's that? They don't listen to the show. (laughs) Let me hear this. I think it was Tyne Daly from Cagney and Lacey. He was doing better with Bette. Yeah, he should have... Maybe just left one of those, you told one too many stories. Just Floyd? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not Floyd. It's close enough. Lloyd. Yeah. Did he write a book up here? He did. Did he talk about that in the book? No, of course not. He sold a lot more copies. No, my sister-in-law has no idea. 
as about either one of them. No, she, he no no because they still call Bet and she hooks him up for concerts and they're still they're still close. You don't like, think your sister in law can figure out? No, she said uh, she made a comment. Oh yeah, he used to be longtime friends with her, and that's why they're still friends. And yeah, you know, what do you he, think they did? He gives me the look like they didn't go see Cabaret. <laughs> Lloyd's a closer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How about that, son of a? How about yeah. that? He's a tiger. <laughs> uh, goddamn, Bette Midler is 78. 76. Uh, 25 million. Dude, your head's going to fall off. $250 million. No kidding. Yeah, how about that? Don't tell Lloyd. How about, how about that? All right, I got another thing before I jump to these questions. Okay. I listened to an old interview on Billy Joel. Okay. okay. It was on Stern. I'm sure you've probably heard it live. It was this year. And he talked about becoming famous and, and figuring out his music deal and how this, girls never paid attention to him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, I'm starting to get confidence. And he goes, I'm in school. And I look over at this girl that I had something for, and she's writing notes, and she's handing them to the other girl and going back and forth. And he goes, what are they saying? She's, she's obviously talking about me. They take the paper, then in class they throw it in the trash. He goes in the trash, he pulls that paper out. And she, the note says, I can't believe the creep is still looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm close to this shit. He just thought he was a creep. Oh boy. Oh my god. Ouch. Yeah, how about that? He said his class is sixty seven, graduated high school in ninety two. Went back and got his high school equivalency. Hey, how nice about for that him. shit? There you go. All right, five random questions. I'm gonna save the tough question for the last one. We'll just breeze right, through these other ones. It. What's the worst thing you've ever said on the air? The worst thing. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not going to repeat it. No, I'm not going to repeat it. Dude, it's funny you say that because I can't repeat the worst thing either. Like, I, yeah. that's one of those that you make yourself cringe. No, I, I, I said a, I said a joke about somebody that was very close to this show, and I, I hate it, and I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even going to say it. It impacted our relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, you remember? It impacted our relationship, and I apologized uh, to a lot of people, and he, he's an outstanding person and i really really fucked up and and i told everybody I'll tell you what i'm lost right now who you're telling they're gonna tell me off there yeah no i'll tell you and okay, it, sorry it, and i don't know you said you said something i thought about the other day and then i was like i'm gonna bring this up and now i can't remember what the fuck it was yeah no it uh it's uh yeah it was somebody yeah. that meant a lot to me and i just being a dipshit and and said something and I and it impacted our friendship oh, and sure. and I don't know yeah he may he may think differently about me to this day and, oh, and really? he would be justified in doing it but I hope the friends that we have that talk to him really really conveyed how much I regretted it because I did yeah. it was just stupid yeah oh, fuck I have no idea now and I'm curious all right how about you you don't do you remember what it was. What I did, yeah, hundred percent. I have about three or four things that I said that I was like completely embarrassed. Like stuff that stuff that's not even accept, stuff that would get you fired today. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten yeah. fired. It just was. Yeah, no stuff. Nah, yeah. dude. I, I, dude, I gave a, a prize to Vegas away on a joke a guy told on there. Oh God, at Free FM, and I'm completely embarrassed by that. Yeah, me too. I didn't think I asked you. Is it just the winner? Yeah. I think I just gave it to him. Yeah. Well, that's hilarious, and I gave him the send him to Vegas. Jeez, be better. <laughs> Be better, thanks. The fuck? I just let you off the hook. Yeah, no, I, I, I would. I wouldn't even. No, because even repeat. It's just. It's bad. Nah, it's yeah. I remember it. All right, here we go. 
Okay. Who, who is more likely to wear their championship ring? Oh, okay. A member of the 2017 Houston Astros. Okay. Or Marcella Suna, who won a championship with the Braves in 2021. Oh, man. Neither one, right? Oh, I think every guy in that Astros team. I think you, all you those... Think every, the guy, you think oh, they yeah. wear them? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Dude, you're an idiot if you wear that ring. I, that's the most arrogant group. Fuck. Bregman, you think, walks around wearing that shit? Yeah. All yeah. those rumors, by the way, of fucking Correa to the Dodgers are insane to me. Or to the Yankees after you ripped the fuck out of Derek Jeter. Yeah. Um, Marcelo Suna, of course, didn't get to play the rest of the year after yeah, he beat no, the hell out of his wife. I, are you sure he gets a ring? Yeah, I think you get a ring. You're on the team half the year. You're under contract. Oh yeah, no, I think those Astro guys wear them all the time. Oh, my God. Especially down there, Dave. They're not. They're not. That's true. Down there, everyone kisses their ass. Yeah. Jesus. All right, it's funny. I wrote this down before we even got into it. Has anyone ever sent you a direct message saying they wanted to kick your ass? <laughs> <laughs> no. And like I said, the guys that we were talking about earlier, they're probably all fine. I, I don't. I don't hate any of them. They're just... They're a little weird on social media, but um, I no, I no, nobody's ever. You had that? Oh yeah, not say kick my ass, but fucking uh, direct message me and insult me like you wouldn't believe, like they crossed the line. Oh no, I yeah. no, you know, I've never had anyone say, "Hey, I'm going to kick your ass." No, the people that have sent me direct messages have been great. Have really, really been great, and except for one guy, uh, guy local guy, his name's Kenyatta. <laughs> you know what i gotta just say we brought him into this league because we just thought he pictures the guy he looks like he walked off a goddamn magazine yeah he does i said to him yesterday i go i i'm the biggest frustration for me is that i haven't known you longer because yeah. he is easily, of our friends, one of the dumbest. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go 100% the other way. One right. of the... One of the best guys we've met. He is. He's, he's, he's kept this league going. He is fall over funny how dumb he is. But he takes it. I love it. Because I was saying to Steve. Steve and I were talking about this. And saying, man, you could get in these leagues and... It can really be, you know, all it takes is one guy to throw it off. Yeah. I absolutely, um, every guy that's in there is just the nicest guy. But he's talking, he's trying to talk about making, hey, maybe we expand. I go, we're not going to expand shit. We're throwing you out. What? Yeah. Love that guy. Erica Lo needs a team. Yeah, look at, start a league. I love that league. Those guys, those, did you see what Gavin put together of you on the roller skates? No, I didn't see it. Dude, he had you on the roller skates in a clown suit. Oh, great. Then he had uh, he had all of us <laughs> carrying Kenyatta's team for a funeral, and Hacksaw was one of the pallbearers. <laughs> then I got kicked right in the head by a horse. I saw that one. <laughs> I would. I don't know. Dude, that league's great. It's just... <laughs> Uh, Pete and Billy are great. Uh, yeah. It's a awesome. good time. Love those dudes. And well, especially my pal Kenyatta who gets all nervous all the time. He's family. What was the best outdoor and the best indoor concerts you've ever been Ooh, to? Ooh. I like that a lot. Best outdoor, best indoor. Oh, um, probably a lot of people 
in this audience were there. Stones in the rain at Qualcomm. Pouring rain. Okay. Was just. That's interesting. It was great. I mean, the chances of it raining at Qualcomm seemed crazy. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember of when, like, what part of year it took place. I don't remember that. Was it cold? Were you cold? Yeah. Okay, February, I'm guessing. Yeah, cold (laughs) and wet. And I think Seal opened up, and it just wasn't right. You know, because Seal's really mellow. And, uh, And so I'd say the stones outside... I saw the smithereens at the fair. I didn't really know anything about them, and they just came out and tore it up. Really? For about uh, an hour. Blasters are always fun. But but the stones outside, and then inside, oh, I got to think about that. Oh, shit. My close second for outside would be Foo Fighters, who, oh, you who, saw the Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters Fuck. opened for the police at Dodger Stadium, and they were better oh, than the cool. police, yeah. and I love the police. Um, Fuck, Dave, I got all outdoor shows. Oh, I wow. saw Ian Asbury from The Cult sing with Robbie Krieger and Ray Manzarek at Street Scene uh, when the doors. But for indoor shows, I got to think about indoor shows. Um... I don't know. I don't know that I have a really... I mean, I've seen a bunch of shows. You saw Garth Brooks even indoors, right? He was really fun. Yeah, he was really fun. Alan Jackson was really fun. That was cool. I mean, I don't know a lot of country music, but those guys were fun. Uh, I'm trying to think, though. Oh, uh, I'll go indoors. The night... Um, I saw you 2 at the sports arena in about the 10th row. That's cool. And it was on the... Um, I think it's the Joshua Tree Tour. So whatever that was, like, 88. Yeah. And fuck, man, they were great. So, yeah, I'll say you two, shockingly, at the arena uh, was great. And then outdoors, Stones in the Rain, followed by uh, Foo Fighters tearing it up. Yeah, that's pretty good, man, pretty good. Um, Who who for you? God, the best indoor concert, best concert I ever went to, which shocked me because I was hesitant to go. I was My son was like, you got to go. What do you mean you aren't going? Yeah. Um, it was Jay-Z and Kanye oh, yeah, you at, said at that Staples. Was it was it was crazy. It was like three hours long. They didn't take one break. I didn't see one guy take a sip of water. Crazy. And it was, we snuck all the way down to the ninth row. We were all the way at the top in the 300 section. And my kid goes, we're, we're sitting down there. Yeah. And and for nice. some reason, there were four seats open. And sitting. then all of a sudden, Kanye sings, all the lights, all the lights come on, and Staples is bright as fuck. Yeah. And we turn around, and all the Kardashians are sitting behind us oh, in wow. row 10. Yeah. And uh, I think that was the, the night that Kanye and Kim hooked up. And then oh, wow. fucking Kobe was behind us. It was, it was nuts, dude. It was, uh, it was a really good time. Outdoors, I've never been to a concert like you were saying. I've been to seen Phil Collins and Genesis and yeah. country music concerts I go to aren't really for the, the music as much as it is to hang out with just a group of people that we like hanging out with. You know, we're so far back when we're over here at this, this place. Uh, my but, in- go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I'll tell you something over here about the prison, too. Go ahead. Uh, my indoor show would have to be, I'm not even thinking, I'm trying to think too hard. Just happened. Stones at SoFi with my sons. Okay. Yeah, Stones at SoFi. So I'll, I'll say Foo Fighters outdoors uh, with the police, and I'll say indoor Stones at SoFi with Jack and Cade, their mom. Okay, so here we go, because I'll forget. The Donovan Prison, yeah. we always talk about Sirhan, Sirhan and stuff. And uh, Menendez Brothers. Menendez Brothers, Suge Knight. 
You know? No, he's there. Well, he's there. Hold on. The one that's over there <laughs> sounds sick as fuck. But we both, you and I both love the movie uh, 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 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Do you remember the guy that breaks into the house where Brad Pitt sticks the dog on him? It's uh-huh. Tex. Remember Tex? Tex is in that fucking prison. No from the, shit. From the Manson family. Dude, my buddy that I worked with at USA Boxing, uh, Hondo, was a guard over there. And yeah. I blew it. Hondo gave me the opportunity a couple of different times to go down and said, bring a recorder. And I could, he was going to set me up with Sirhan Sirhan to just sit there. He goes, fuck it. I see him all that the time. That would crazy. Yeah. And he'd just go, okay, whatever. And now Hondo's retired. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. So sorry. So here's, uh, here's the question I was going to throw at you. Okay. Well, first of all, before I throw that question out, remember I told you next week I'm going to go see the Lakers and uh, yeah. Celtics play? See LeBron with his COVID? Is that a week from tonight? A week from, uh, it's the 7th. Yeah, okay, a week Tuesday. from yesterday. Okay. So I'm going, motherfucker, I picked a game that LeBron wouldn't sit out. Yeah. And now LeBron tests positive for COVID. Yeah. Fuck me. Sorry about that. Fuck. Carmelo will play. <laughs> well, that's great. Wayne Howard. The, wanted to see the king. None of the other guys have the nickname the king. Horton Tucker. Let's see if Anthony Davis plays. Fucking gets hurt when someone steps on his shadow. Uh, Fucking guy. All right, here's the question for you. Really, really serious question. I'm not even uh, trying to be funny on this one. Okay. Christmas holidays coming up. So many uh-huh. people are going places. So many people are inviting people over. We're having, supposed to have 50 people at our house that night. Oh, great. Okay. And I said to my wife, I go, look, 50 people are coming here. Are you going to ask? Are you vaccinated before yeah. they come to our house? And at first she was like, no, I'm not. Well, we have some people that we know are there that have underlying conditions. And then she says, all right, I'll ask. It was literally, I think, one of the hardest things she's had to do to ask her family. Yeah. And there are a few people that, four of them, that said, we aren't vaccinated. We don't plan on ever getting vaccinated. And so I said straight out to my wife, I said, look, here's the deal. They come in, not saying anything against them. Their family, we love them. But they come in, I won't be here. Yeah. I said, I'll be down the street watching fucking two movies. You call me when everyone's gone. Yeah. Not and, doing that. And she just looked at me like I was, I was nuts. You're not but, bigger than the law. But you know what? She took, she did it. She sent out the message saying, hey, yeah. just to let everybody know, we have some people with underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. We need you to be vaccinated if you plan on coming over. If not, we'll get together another time. And then I said, we're never getting together Come with them. bring the card too, Dave. Didn't you hear them saying straight out that they aren't ever getting vaccinated? We're never going to get together with them again. Yeah, tell them to bring the card too. Don't let them just, don't fall for the Aaron Rodgers trick. No shit, Aaron. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry for everybody here. We want everybody to have a night where they can relax and have fun. I'll tell you this. So we have uh, at my place of employment. Um, and look, like you said, uh, for everybody's thing, we were told today that we will have to show starting in the next couple of months uh, your vaccination card. Yeah. And if you choose not to do that, then you will have to show recent tests that show you are negative. What's recent? 48 hours? Uh, I don't know because I just, yeah, I'm, got- I'm vaccinated and I'll go get the booster too because I will do it for me. I'll do it for my kids. I'll do it for you and anybody else I come in contact with. It's just how I, I go. But we have a Christmas party. And our Christmas parties are legendary, and they're a lot of fun. I showed people we got a beautiful Trevor Lawrence card today, hard signed on the card. They treat us insanely well, and I, I love it. 
And by the way, a friend of ours who made that right there yeah. is interviewing next week and I think will be the newest member of our team. No way. Yeah, I'm That's thrilled. Awesome. I'm thrilled. So, uh, yeah, well, hopefully that gets punched through. But our side's really excited. He's really excited. So, yeah, I think something's going to come together there. But our Christmas parties are legendary. They treat us very, very well. And they said, hey, guess what? Party's coming up. And as you come in, everybody's going to take a COVID test. And we're going to all, so you're going to show like, and I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm like, let's go. I'm in. And, and. Our management team said we want to do it so that you and everybody can relax, have fun, enjoy the food, uh, the games, and everybody's company and and feel safe and knowing that you're going to be okay, your family is going to be okay, and everything else. Now, again, the the question I asked at the very beginning, it's not um, something that every family will address. For us, we decided to address the situation. But I wonder how many people thinking about it or how many people even thought for a second, holy shit, this is something that... We got to bring up before the 25th. I, I, yeah, I'm so, uh, my mom turns 80 on Sunday. So we're excited about that and we're doing a little thing, but luckily, I, I mean, I, our family's all been in and, and gotten vaccinated. And I think a couple have gone for boosters. Others are a little worried about the booster, but have both shots. My kids have both shots. The mom, their mom has both. So yeah, I mean, I, I get it right now. People are wondering whether or not on the booster, but those are people that have had, um, you know, two shots yeah. and the vaccination card. But if I was you running this party and people are coming in, Dave, and it's not because of you or Rita, it's because of all the other people that have chosen time. I would just say, Hey, respectfully, I want everybody to have a good night. So if you could just, you know, bring a picture of your vaccine card so that everybody knows you didn't just tell me you're vaccinated. He actually showed it. And if your feelings are hurt, then then maybe you find something else to do that night. I literally have a relative who is looking for a lung transplant and on oxygen full time. And I was like, you can't put that person at risk. Yeah. You can't come in here like that. No. So are they vaccinated? No. The, uh, the, no, no. The, the people that were coming yeah. weren't vaccinated, weren't going right. to ever get vaccinated. But we have people who are in their 70s that will be here and we have... Um, again, my sister-in-law, who's young, just happens to have a serious uh, breathing issue. She, she can't get air into her, into her body. Yeah, I, I just think it's about it's about the entire group. Yeah, and it's not. I, I just I, I have trouble with people that feel that they're entitled and above it. And if you feel like that makes Dave a sheep or me a sheep, feel whatever you want. But we're going to make sure that the the people that are there and and listen. At some point, we're going to do a live show in this garage. Oh, we're checking every one of you fuckers. Don't like it, don't apply. You hey. got that, Kyrie? Huh? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, because whoever comes down, if you're hanging out and you're having a beer and you're laughing, yes. we have uh, Sean Walsh has already said, hey, bring 100 people in. I'm going to have food for 150. Bless you, Sean. That was beautiful that you offered that. Uh, don't go, don't get those short arms when it comes to that peach gobbler. These people are going to want to celebrate. Right now, he's like, what? (laughs) But when people come in, Dave, if you and I are hosting it, then I feel like we have a responsibility to everybody here to make sure that you're safe and protected. Absolutely right. And I, I, if you're like, well, I don't believe in that, I feel like, 
go take a bus to watch the loyal play in Fresno. <laughs> All right, quick question for you. It has nothing yeah. to do with this, but since I'm going up to Staples next Tuesday to see the Lakers Celtics, yeah. What what's the COVID protocol right now? Uh just what I said. When you go in, you have to show your card. You have to show well, you can show a picture of it. Okay, take a picture of it. Have your license, mask up. Okay. And you know the funny so thing. So I don't is, need to show a recent test within forty eight hours. No, as okay. long as you have your card showing that, mask up. And it's funny too, because sometimes if we're there, the mask will come down. But you know, you really do start thinking about it. You go, Hey, be aware of the people around you and, and just kind of listen to my management team. I said, Oh yeah, you know, that makes sense. When my kids and I are there, sometimes we don't really have anybody close to us and the mask may come off. And I bet that probably makes some people uncomfortable. And I don't want to do that. So I I said to my son tonight, hey, we'll just, you know, we'll mask up, but maybe we just bring it down below the nose, right? And it's not so brash uh, to send the wrong message. Because, yeah, we know what we're doing, but they don't. And I, I just... Yeah, I want to make everybody, let everybody enjoy it. Good deal. When are we coming back? Uh, I will be at the Seals game Friday night. I look forward to seeing everybody. I'm behind the goal. So I think it's like lower load seven. Okay. I think I'm there. My sons and I are, are heading out. Love to see you, man. If if you're there, um, we're, just, we're just hanging out. I'm excited to see Steve. We'll be at the holiday happy hour. Yeah. Uh, with Bubba. Are you coming up? I'm coming. I'm going. So I'll only be able to hang out there for about 45 minutes. I'm, I'm sorry. How we make it in time to see Coach? Hey. He has to get off there and get up there. Yeah, hey. He does it from home, doesn't he? He lives up there. Yeah, his dad used to own the Lucadia. Yeah, I'm just saying. He's not driving from, what's the fucking area called anyway? I was trying to think of oh, it today. Kearney Mesa? Is that called Kearney Mesa? I guess. Is it's that? Really not. It should be called like outside of San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right outside Qualcomm, outside Radio of Mitchell Valley. It is Radio Row, basically. And then how about this? So um, we'll see you Sunday night. It'll be a little bit later. Yeah, it's your mom's birthday. Yeah, but we're going to, I'll be here Sunday night. And then next Wednesday, it's going to be a late show. Because Dave, how about this? I'm having dinner next Wednesday with our longtime buddy from News 8, John Howard. Nice. Uh, John reached out and said, hey, I haven't seen you forever. I said, I drive right by there. So I'm going to see John and then I'll come down and do it. So we'll- I think we're going to go, yeah, we'll be a little late on Sunday, a little late next Wednesday, but uh, that'll be the dates for right now. Perfect. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody.
Making the USA That guy with the attitude He better go away Five-cent video game Put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence And a handyman Cussing on TV What Californian Cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out For that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I can't 